Are you wearing your indoor Crocs or your outdoor Crocs? Hi, it's Kathy, and you're listening to the first episode of Indoor Crocs. I have known today's guests for over a decade. We've been friends since we were 11 years old, yet today we are still an education and learner drivers. Um, <laughs> so, Nisha McGill, welcome to Indoor Crocs. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us, <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm hyped up. <laughs> Excited. Cool. So for our listeners who don't know who you guys are, do you want to give a bit about what you're doing right now? So for me, I'm going into my final year of econ. Miguel. Yeah, so I just finished four years of medicine and then <laughs> I've got another two years of medicine ahead of me. So it's very exciting. I finished my undergrad in psychology and right now I am almost done with my master's child and adolescent mental health. So let's start with growing up. So you guys both moved to the UK when you were really young. Is there anything you remember about before you moved to the UK? Uh, yeah, like, but very brief memories. And it'll be like really stupid memories. Um, one time I ate my lunch at preschool and then I vomited. <laughs> so all in all, I don't have very good memories, but yeah. Um, so I moved to the UK when I was seven. Before that, I lived in India and then also lived in Thailand for a year. And I was only supposed to come to the UK for about two years and then move back. So I told all my friends that I had over there. I was like, I'll come back in two years. I never went back. (laughs) They're still waiting to this day. A really weird memory I have is because I'm vegetarian, but when we were living in Thailand and I went to preschool there, Mm. I think I had sausages. I went home and I was like, oh, mom, I tried something new today. She's like, what did you try? And I was like, there were these round things called sausages. So, yeah. Miguel, have you tried meat before? You're veggie as well. Yeah, no, I do. I've always, I've tried chicken. But then every now and then I forget what it tastes like. So I go back to try it. Then I'm like, oh, wait, I actually don't like chicken. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've always been, I think we've both been vegetarian, like, all our lives. So now let's talk about when we were first met. Do you guys remember when you first met each other? I remember when me and Nush met, just because mm. it was like the first day of school, we got the bus together, it was me. Oh, yeah. Or was it the induction day? Oh, induction. I think yeah, we, we went together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember there was just three of us mm. on the bus. Yeah, I don't know actually. Yeah, I think we went. Yeah, I don't know when we first became friends. I think it I happened. I think it was around like Christmas. It must have been. Yeah. I don't know why I have this memory. What about the transition from going to, well, from primary school to an all-girls school? I think it was just exciting to go into secondary school. Yeah. Didn't really feel like, oh, there's no guys. Mm. I think because it was so many changes all at once anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really notice it as much. I think the biggest change probably was like, at one point it became, it was like exciting to see a boy, Mm. right? Not because you were interested in them or anything. It's just like, oh, it's a new thing. What were your favourite subjects? I think it changed depending on what I was good at. <laughs> I really liked English up until year 11. That was my favourite subject. You took it for A-levels! I t- yeah, I took it for yeah. A-levels and then I hated it, so... I really enjoyed history, I think, oh, yeah. up yeah. until GCSEs. So what about an embarrassing moment? Do you remember an embarrassing moment from school? Ugh, every day. You walked in, it's an embarrassing moment. Literally. Uh, okay, I don't know why I keep bringing up vomit, but the time I was sick on the bus... I don't God. remember! It's a history trip. I remember because I was sitting next to her. Ugh, awful. I feel like I just messed everything up in school anyway. Like I used to trip every other day. Mispronounce most words. I still do. <laughs> I don't think you had any major ones. 
Nothing like being sick on the bus. <laughs> All of year eight was just an embarrassment. I think pre-monobrow era was just embarrassing. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, pre-shaving. Pre-shaving. No, people were ruthless at school, to be fair. You'd think because it was a girl's school, they wouldn't be as judgmental. People were judgmental, they just wouldn't say it to your face. Everything so behind your back. Yeah. Everything. Good times. So fast forwarding to sixth form. Me and Nush, we stayed at the girls' school and then McGill went to the dark side. Mm -hmm. She went to the boys' school. <laughs> How was that transition for you? Um, I think at the time everything was very like academic focused. It was exciting to go to a new environment, but like the whole appeal of like boys wasn't like a big thing. But then I got there and it was just, it was like a strange adjustment in that like, when you're at CSHS, you have your group and you have your position amongst your year, right? Like you know who you are, people know who you are and stuff like that. And then when I went to the school, it felt like I didn't really have an identity anymore. You know, I wasn't sure of myself anymore. I wasn't confident in myself. I didn't have any like, you know, like anything to back me. And I think it kept on going more and more downhill. Mm. But you know, it's just an experience. I think I surrounded myself with somehow the most toxic people <laughs> like ever. But I think, you know, you can't even blame them. That's the environment they grew up in. Mm. Like that's, that school forged them to be the way they are. Mm. But yeah, one experience. <laughs> You guys are both older siblings and your siblings are currently in secondary school. Yeah. How was the dynamic of being an older sibling? Because I realised at school, most of my friends were older siblings. I'm a younger mm. sibling. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm interested to, you know, know. I don't know, like, because my sister and I have like a seven year age gap. Mm. So it's actually pretty big. Like even mm. your, you and your yeah. brother have like six, six years. Yeah. Like the stage of life that we've already gone through, they're still going through it. So mm. that sort of like, you know, that dynamic change, even like how much of a, like how fast the world has moved on from like when we were in high school yeah. to like when now they're in high school. It's, it's like, that is quite like, that's quite insane. Mm. Like, Cause like, there's a lot of things that I don't think when we were in high school, we were thinking of that they think of now. Oh, like what? <clears throat> like the effect of social media, for example, mm, or like yeah. TikToks, just being present on social media yeah. or whatever, or like what people might think of you in yeah. that sense, or, you know, or even like having the latest iPhone, or yeah. like, um, I think the younger siblings anyway, I don't know if it's for you, but like <laughs> they do have it a little easier in yeah. terms of like what parents think about certain things. Hundred percent. What my parents were thinking about for me when I was fifteen was not is not the same how they think yeah. about with my sister. Like you know, and plus I'm a bridge in between the my parents yeah. and my siblings. So yeah. anything that they think that they should talk about with her, they first talk about it with me. So it's kind of like um like a bridge that yeah. my parents sort of forged. I think that's what they took me as an older sibling oh, for. Uh, like so a third parent. Basically third parent. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Do you think that's because of like the age gap? Yeah, I think it's because like, yeah, seven years, like it's a lot and mm. my sister and I are quite close. Mm. So um, things that we would talk about, I don't think we would even mention it to our parents sometimes, you know? Mm. So that sort of thing, like whenever they want to discuss something, they do discuss it with me as well. Mm. And mm. So. That's really good. That's actually really good, yeah. Mm. I feel like with my parents, it's kind of the opposite. Like, really? they really don't like my input with my brother. Oh. Um, and a lot of the times I'd be saying something and I don't know, they, they just don't seem to like it very much. Like, and it's a little bit frustrating because I've been through the same thing that 
Mm. Not the exact same thing, but I've been through a lot of the things that he's been through that they haven't. Mm. So, like, a lot of the time he'd come to me for advice, but I have to, like, censor myself in what I say. Mm. Because if I say something and then they don't like it, then it's gonna... It lands me in trouble a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah so I have to be really, really careful in, like... Um, what we discuss, like what I influence him to do and stuff like that. Mm. They don't like me interfering with his life, kind of thing. Um, they see it as interference. Yeah, interference. Not advice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm interested because I don't feel like I really get that because my brother's like a year and a half older than me. You can kind of talk about the same thing. There's yeah. no censorship, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right, should we move on to uni? Yes. Okay, so let's start with friendships. Have you found a difference between your university friendships versus your school friendships? Nush, do you want to start? So I think like uni friendships have been like a more up and down thing mm. for since uni started for me, especially like my undergrad. So I feel like I was just like, because I wanted to make friends, I just took a lot of it mm. I shouldn't have. So like, even though like, because you want to be the best version of yourself, and you want like, you know, when you surround yourself with like positive people, positive good vibes, all that. So you try and be that person as well, but you don't realize when other people start to take advantage of you or like mm. walk all over you, mm. um, or like you, you just it just gradually happens, and when yeah. it does, you you're like, oh okay, like I really need to be a different version or like I need to be mm. more stern about how I am as a person mm-hmm. so in that sense I think uni friendships are actually like a really big um eye-opener because in school we were all like you know the same group of friends same group of people we've grown up with each other like we all know how we are as like people we spend every day together yeah. so you don't think about oh I need to branch out with other people or anything like that mm. it's very comforting it's very like or you can always rely on them whenever mm. anything goes bad. Whereas uni friendships, because it's new and it's all like you don't know these people. And the funniest thing is like within the first week of like freshers or whatever, the friends that you make, you've done things with them that you've never even thought of doing things mm-hmm. with, with your school friends. Mm-hmm. So in that sort of sense, like an immediate bond is created. Yeah. But that bond is like, I maybe because it's on fickle grounds, mm. you don't really know that person well enough to like judge from that early yeah. on yeah so um that's why it was like a massive rocky ride throughout my entire undergrad mm. so yeah say that no yeah i think we've been through very like similar experiences <laughs> 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 um yeah it kind of just encapsulated everything that i feel about uni as well like i think it's maybe for the first say yeah a few years it felt pretty stable but i think at uni it's um you know, like especially like a lot of your close friends they become like your family mm. right so when you're at school you you hang out with your friends they're always there but then you go back to your family and at uni it's like no you go back to those friends yeah um and i think that's and it is it's true like you know there's a lot you do a lot of things together that you wouldn't do with your home friends yeah. but the foundation just isn't there because you haven't grown up with that person. Mm-hmm. You haven't been through like a decade of life with that person, right? Yeah. So I think it's been, uh, yeah, I think it's about like re- having different expectations. I think I've learned to just, you know, reduce my expectations mm. when it comes to people in general, mm. yeah. um, especially at uni and especially with friends. Like mentally, I find myself not being able to attach myself as much. 
Oh, okay. Uh, especially with, especially because, you know, it's not, you know, the same length of time. Yeah. Right. So like a lot of friends that I'm close to, I've been close to since last year, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, they're going to leave at the end of this year. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. kind of sad. Like it I can't, is. yeah. Like, it's very like, it's very hard to like make those connections because in first year some friends that I made I thought they'd like last for life or mm. something but then within like two months the situation's completely different yeah and you're in a different boat than you were you know two months ago mm. so yeah. it's like a real eye-opener in terms mm. of friendships I think university for sure mm. Mm. but what has been the best memory you have of university I mean for me I think probably my second and third year house Actually, you know, the entire first semester of third year, <laughs> which is when I saw you at uni, yeah, yeah. I think that was a great, that entire semester was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was very stable with my friends, I was very stable, with, I really liked my house at the time, um, like my housemates I got incredibly lucky with, mm. um, and I was just experiencing like lots of new things in life, mm. and it felt like a high point, and then everything else has been a bit downhill from there. But, you know, it's an uphill journey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, same. I think, like, all of my third year, like, it was rocky, but I had, like, best moments with my friends in my third year, like, my final year. Like, because, I guess, because it was our final year and also because of COVID, Mm. we didn't get a proper uni life anyway. Like, we only got a year and a half together. Um, properly but all of third year was like a major major highlight like everything I remember mostly everything was like happy memories all good memories and like you know I only till now I only have two friends from my undergrad but like at least we're still friends so um yeah and like I'm in my postgrad anyway now Mm. and that has been all great as well so yeah yeah talking more about that how have you found the transition between undergrad and postgrad like I know you moved to cities you're still studying psychology just more specified mm. so like yeah because I moved so I did my undergrad in Leicester and now I'm living in London for like another three weeks I guess <laughs> but um yeah so it was like I think everything was like a massive change first of all because like Leicester is a small city small like not very big and like kind of feels like everyone knows each other that sort of thing whereas London is very big very like fast-paced and stuff so that transition took me a while I didn't really like London at first because I just thought it was too much all at once again with that change was the change of university university styles etc postgrad is a little bit more um, work focused a little bit harder and like they just expect you to do things without actually telling you how to do it they don't give you an introduction basically they just Mm. jump you into it and mm. there's been like I was probably the youngest in my entire like mm. class. There's a very big like age disparity. Mm. So like from twenty two to like sixty years old, there's a woman wow. a master's in you know for like and she's almost sixty and she's a qualified teacher and everything's been wow. teaching for thirty years. Mm. So um, there was that disparity as well. But luckily, I like found some really nice friends in my course, mm-hmm. and we stuck together um, and made some good friends. So in terms of that, it's been nice. And like 
I think from my undergrad, the learnings I took from there definitely applied in my postgrad mm. in terms of I don't have time for people that don't have time for me. I'm not going to put 100% into someone who just seems, oh, okay. It gives like, you 10%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they're willing to like be friends with me and like, you know, we want to have a really good friendship, I'd only invest my time and energy mm. into those people and just not put any effort into people that I'm just going to see once and never again, mm. you know, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think all of our opinions on friendship have changed a lot mm. and definitely matured. And for me, a big thing has been setting boundaries because mm. yeah. I used to be really bad at that. Mm. Still have work to yeah. do. So moving back to you guys, this is more of a serious question. What would you say are your current aims? What the past like two years has taught me is to like be more dependent on myself. Mm. Um, I think there's obviously the material side, so like. For me, I really don't like being dependent on my parents whatsoever. I think Same. it's not just, you know, feeling like a burden, but it's also there's absolutely no freedom of choice in anything I do. I feel like because I still rely on them financially, they have a lot of undue influence over my life. Mm -hmm. And I think the second kind of dependence is probably like more of a mental resilience. I've been kind of like let down a lot by a lot of people around me over the past two years. I want to get to a stage where I don't need to be as, you know, if I encounter a tough situation, I can just rely on myself and, like, mm. not have to face a disappointment or, like, betrayal from people around you. Yeah, putting yourself first. Mm. I guess that just comes with time, really, yeah. and, like, your experience. I don't know, like, current aims in terms of, like, yeah, not as deep, but, like, materialistic side, I need a driver's license. <laughs> that is, like, my main aim. Yeah. Like, I really need to learn how to drive so that I'm not dependent on public transport or my parents mm. driving me everywhere. Because still, by now, like, when you, whenever I come home, mm. I feel like I'm back in school. Like, yeah. I'm asking them to give me lifts here and there. Yeah. Like, it's just so... That's embarrassing. It's like juvenile. Yeah, yeah, it's like juvenile, honestly. So yeah, driver's license and finding a job that I'm right now in probably £45,000 of debt. So <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. I think financial independence, um, I keep thinking about when I graduate, mm. don't want to be unemployed. Mm. Um, and yeah, also emotional independence, mm. what you're saying. Um, because I always feel like I... I don't know, I, I feel like I'm quite open with people, so often I end up oversharing, mm. people don't want to hear, people <laughs> people don't even have advice to give, a lot of the times mm. you just want like a sounding board, Yeah. but I'm trying to be more reliant on myself, um, I think control of my emotions, I've never really been mm. great at that, like I, I, pretty much everyone I know, know who knows me has seen me cry, like I can't control <laughs> it, like, yeah. it doesn't matter, I've cry, cried to my driving instructor, <laughs> um, so yeah, more emotional so it's like mental mental uh strength or yeah, resilience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see i would have always thought of you as very uh like pragmatic very uh you see things as they are right like like straightforward in the way that you see things i wouldn't have pinned you down as like a overly emotional type i think sometimes i can say things quite straight but also i feel like i struggle with doing what i say like, I feel like a lot of people, and I'm susceptible <laughs> to this as well, um, you know, when people say nice things to you, mm. um, it's happened to me dating, I feel like, I don't know, I've read somewhere that um, men like what they see and women mm. like what they hear. Mm. I know okay. I, that definitely applies to me. Like, mm. <laughs> if someone, you know, if someone is good at talking, mm. 
they're more likely to be appealing to me, I suppose. Yeah. But it's like, mm. you need to focus more on actions, not mm. saying. So I yeah. feel like sometimes I'm good at, I'm not always good at talking, but sometimes I can say logically what mm. I want to do, but emotionally in my head, like I might not follow through with it or, mm. you know, and that's the biggest thing. Like I'm trying to be someone with integrity, someone okay. who, you know, mm. listens to their own advice, you know, because yeah. I feel like 20% yeah. everyone knows what they should be doing, yeah. but very few people actually do it. That's true. That is true. Because it's yeah. hard. Like talking yeah. is easy. Actually yeah. doing something. Words mean nothing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think we should move on to what everyone wants to know. Dating. Uh, Let's say Lush is the only not single one of us. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So how long have you been dating your boyfriend for? Um, it's been two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. That's so it's gone quickly. It's gone very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so do you want to talk a bit about how you met? Oh my god, this is a very long story. Break <laughs> it down. Okay, so I mean, we met on a dating app. That's the shortened version of it. So we met in 2020. So that was like peak COVID. We talked for like, not very long, like maybe 10 days, almost two weeks. And he asked to like meet up um, after I was going, like I was at home, so I was going back to uni. And he asked to meet up and it was like our first face-to-face -face meeting or whatever um and yeah like the first date was funny um <laughs> we basically because we couldn't do anything because it was covid um he just basically like drove us around around leicester and we just yeah and we talked and stuff and um towards the end of the date i wouldn't call that a date i would call that like a meeting um towards the end of it like i was supposed to go back to my place so i was like okay i'm gonna leave now whatever and then i was expecting because like it went well so i was expecting like a hug or something but he shook my hand so said so, like after that i really thought like it's not the same like it's not on the same page um, job interview pass. yeah <laughs> starting salary for next week <laughs> so definitely thought it would be something like that but um then i didn't talk to him much but um yeah one day he just like texted me and he was like you know like our date went like really well can i see you again um that Aww. sort of thing so yeah and then like um literally like two three dates after he just asked whether he I can be his girlfriend, so since then. Yeah. Very, very wholesome. Very cute. <laughs> I yeah. don't think you should be embarrassed by the dating app. Yeah. Because honestly, I think that is modern dating right now. Yeah. I don't think you can meet people I, it's not I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the only reason I guess I was on the dating app was first because my friends, they forced me to That's be on how it always started. Yeah. <laughs> Second, because it was COVID and like, right there well. wasn't anything to do. And mm. I blamed my flatmate. She left me for a week. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at like in my flat for like a week and like yeah. just not having anything to do so i was so bored so i was like why don't i just go yeah. on it again like see what we can come up with so no but i agree with you kathy like it's there's no other way to meet people now mm. it's you can't meet people organically it doesn't happen you know yeah. like it's not like we don't live in a rom-com we live in a society yeah <laughs> I mean, Miguel, have you had, you've dabbled a bit with the dating apps, right? Yeah, but I, I don't really take it very... Seriously. I can't take it seriously. Yeah. It's just, it's, I physically can't. I don't know why. Like, I'm, I think in person, I'm a great conversationalist, if I say so myself. <laughs> you <Okay>. both disagree, <laughs> I'm sure. But no, I think I'm better in person than I am over text. Mm. 
Yeah. I think once I've known someone for a while, I can text them quite well. Mm. But it takes a lot of mental fortitude mental to fortitude. Yeah, <laughs> to like sustain like a an enjoyable conversation over text when you don't know someone. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I think. I don't know. I think I also have a fear of commitment, which is on me. Like, I don't know. I think. Uh, maybe since like I think from first year up until like last year I didn't have the ma- maturity I think to kind of uh, put that effort in with someone and like mm. to stay with them but I think now um, it's getting to the point where like I would enjoy it but I don't know where to look like I don't know where to go mm. it's a lot of effort it's a lot of effort yeah. yeah I think also I don't know why I had this strange Thing where I feel like I wasn't good enough to be dating someone yet mm. um, but then I realized it's like you know you're never gonna feel good enough mm-hmm. and you know it's not it's the same with like with friends it's not like oh I'm not good enough to have friends it's just you have friends you know yeah. you meet people you like you spend time with them yeah. and it's the same thing with, with this it's not something that you need to achieve it's something that just happens, happens. yeah sure. yeah <clears throat> I mean to be dating though, I think you do need a lot of self-confidence. Mm. Um, because you put yourself in a vulnerable position. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I say this, I have obviously the least dating experience out <laughs> of all of us. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where because we went to like, you know, mm. an all-girls like grammar school, yeah. like mm. I I feel like my entire life I've been seeking like academic validation. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And when it gets to a point where I feel like I'm not good enough for that, mm. I start seeking romantic validation. Okay. And that just does okay. not end well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, like, it does stem from, like, boredom sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And loneliness. loneliness. And the worst yes. combination. Yeah. <laughs> and loneliness, for sure. I mean, yeah, like, it's... Sometimes, like, it's not just, you know, your self-confidence, but it's how the other person makes you feel. Yeah. So even if you are, like, you know, not feeling the best about yourself, if they if they can bring out that best in yourself, that sort of thing, like, they help you through it whilst mm. you... It's kind of like, um, I don't know, like, what's that called? That biological term? Where you have, like, both of you are, like, depend Not dependent. Mutualistic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mutualistic. Where like you both help each other in ways you didn't think you could yeah. before. Mm. So it's important to like find someone that brings out the best of yourself mm. rather than the worst of yourself. Yeah. That's like the biggest difference. Cause I don't think you would need as so much as a high confidence to date, but instead more of a a reassurance that like you know I can trust that person and that person can trust me. Mm. Even if you are dabbling with like low confidence, but that person brings out a more confident mm. version of itself. Mm. But it's important to find that person or find mm. that within them because people can bring out so many different sides of you. You yeah. never knew you existed. Yes, that's I true. Agree with that. Some that people true. bring out the worst in you. Some people bring out the best in <laughs> yeah. you. Some people bring out like you're a different friend to a different friend. Yeah, like, that's depending true. on how you behave, right? Like yeah. different humans, different interactions. So like. It's important to find that type of person rather than... Yeah, I think a lot of time we're dating, sometimes it's like... I don't know, I found that with the guys that I've previously liked, it's ended up being... It's not anything necessarily about them, but it's the side that they bring out in me mm. that I enjoy, that I enjoy that person. Oh, I see. Um, and then I think, during when I'm with them, I feel amazing. I really like life, right? Yeah. And then I look back and it's like, oh, actually, no, they didn't do much. Yeah. They were just this, yeah, they just pulled this part of me mm. out. 
and I enjoyed living my life as that person. Yeah. That sense. Do you think it's attention? Do you think that does wonders to your self-confidence? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. As in like attention from many people or just attention? Romantic from... attention. Because um... I feel like it boosted my self-confidence for the tiny burst that it lasted. I don't know. Like I just think of like a relationship, like a really, really good friendship. Like mm. someone, you know, you can discuss anything yeah. with. Or yeah. whatever yeah. you want, like things that you don't even think of discussing with your parents, your yeah. family, anything, even with your closest friends. It might be too personal. Might be too yeah. personal, but because you don't know how the other person might react. But it's just that sort of person. Okay, have trust with them within that person enough mm. to discuss anything with them, literally mm. anything with them. You know, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, it can. So yeah, like in terms of that, maybe that's what boosts that self-confidence side as well because you're not keeping any side of yourself like hidden or like you know just saying yeah yeah like everything is accepted yeah everything is acceptable and like um you feel good about yourself because you're able to discuss anything that you want Mm. so do you think having that did it make you feel like more seen during that short period of time I suppose yes, but I was more focused on like, I think whenever I've had a crush or, but it's obviously totally different from them liking you back. I think as soon as I knew that they liked me back, it's just, it's a very sort of, um, I don't know, I think it's very childish behaviour. I think it's just that you, I have that sense of like, it's kind of just like a glow where I'm like, it doesn't matter what, you know, no one else can hurt me because I know that this person I like likes me back, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I, I don't think that's a pie. Like, okay, yeah. you know, I'm good and they like yeah. me back. Yeah, so I don't think that's yeah. like I guess childish. it's like putting in effort to do a test and then you get full marks. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. validation. Validation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you break it down. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, it's good. I think it's really nice when you get a healthy sense of pride from when you're in a relationship and you should feel proud that you're with them, right? Mm. Like, if you really like that person and then the fact that they like you back, it should make you feel proud of that, if that makes sense. That's the thing, but I think the way I see it as childish is because obviously dating is like anything you're not going to be good at it until you have experience apart from Nush I don't know how you got lucky your first boyfriend do you know what I mean yeah how you tried dating like I don't know yeah that happened um yeah it's almost as if in the moment everything feels so perfect yeah and then isn't until after you've processed it doesn't matter how long it takes yeah you, know, you, you just realize how how naive you were oh yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah you always would see like any sort of romances like with rosy coloured glasses. Like yeah, that's always yes. gonna happen because yeah. you tend to see the best of that person yeah. once you start dating, and then you know things happen, stuff changes, life changes, and then it's not so rosy anymore. Mm. But I guess to like accept it is like the biggest thing that you have to go through, regardless yeah. of whether you're in that relationship or outside that relationship. Yeah. If you're not in one, you still have to accept things that you didn't see before yeah. um, coming, and they still do come, because you process that, you know, you process mm. that yeah. relationship that you had with them, or that dating experience that you had with them, and yeah. you realise it's not so rosy anymore. Because mm. you do see it, like when you're going for your first date, you're not going to think, oh, 
what are the bad sides of this person? Yeah. You're going there because the you like them. Yeah. So yeah. you're obviously going to be like, okay, what are the good things about them? Like, what can I focus? Yeah. Does he make me laugh? Do they have a good sense of style? Whatever it is that like you know yeah. you really like about them. The good or the bad, you're going to learn over time. Whether you're yeah. in that relationship or you've gone through a breakup or you're single. Yeah. Whatever it is. I think it's, you know, you can't beat yourself up for being naive. Because that is, you know, that's Part just life. It. You know, like... It's the same when I was in third year and I really liked this guy. And I knew that it would never work out in the long term, right? I knew realistically I wouldn't want to be with him long term. I still let myself get so extremely attached to the point where like when I did need to end it, it felt like an actual heartbreak. At the time, yeah, I was being very naive. But, you know, however naive I was then, that's how much knowledge I've gained now. You know, like I'm grateful for the wisdom. So I think that's, if you see it that way, that yeah, you had to go through that to learn something about life. And now you're all the better for it. Wow. Well, <laughs> really interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> One last topic I want to address. Of course, that's friendship. Um, so I'd like you to describe each other's personality. Yeah. I don't know how, because it's very difficult to like... I think, yeah. I think it's once, once you've known someone for so long, it's hard to pinpoint what it what is about, about them. them yeah. I don't know. If I, if I were to describe you, I think very, like, uh, bubbly. I think that was what comes to mind immediately. <laughs> like, very, like, uh, energetic. I don't know, just generally happy. I mean, even, you know... Positive. Positive, I've yeah. Seen positive, positive, yeah. I think, you know, very, like, warm. Very homey. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I think that's sweet. Yeah, I'd yeah. say the same for you, but, like, also very, like, Mature. I always really? thought you were so mature. Since, you give like, off the mature vibe. Really? Like, oh my so god. So mature since yeah. like we were in year seven. Gosh, I really did not think I'd give off that vibe. <laughs> no, genuinely, I just. But yeah, and um, and funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The next question sort of ties into that. I was going to ask um, what do you admire about each other, and what have you learned from each other? I don't know which one's easier, admiration or learning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I really admire... This is something that I've learned since I've gone to university. Mm. There's a lot of people who are very deeply insecure with themselves. And this is every something everyone has. Mm-hmm. But they very easily project it onto people around them. But I've never got that sense from either of you guys. I think you're very, like... Even, you know, everyone has insecurities, but you're very assured in yourself. I really... I always thought that, like, you're very assured... You know what you want, and you know what, you know, you're not going to let other people stop you from getting what you want, what is right for you. And I've, I really admire that, that you don't let other people's own insecurities project onto you, and you also don't project anything, any of your emotional, like, inner turmoil onto other people. Yeah, I don't know if I've described that very well, <laughs> but it's a, that's one of the greatest disparities I've seen between the people at university and the people at I've known, you know, since school. Mm. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, the most thing I admire about you as well is the focus. The drive, the focus, and, like, the determination mm. is, like, that is unbelievable. Really? You have yeah. not, she has not seen me at uni, like. <laughs> but, like, okay, like, all of us go through yeah. our phases at university. Yeah. But, like, you know, from the beginning, from, like, school, I've never seen you not focused. Like, there's a reason, I think, that you're doing medicine, that you may that you went to the boys' school or whatever mm. it is, like, whatever you've done, like, it's just definitely comes out of so much drive and motivation. I think it's your inner yeah. motivation to, wow. like, do well. And I think that's really admirable. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, I didn't expect that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so my last question is, have you ever had any major arguments between you? I don't think so. I don't think any of us have yeah. any major arguments. I don't think... We haven't fought with you, Kathy. I don't, I don't think, think so. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, you know what? I think generally we had a very... Like, in terms of friendships, we had a very carefree, like, stress-free experience. But do you think that's a good or a bad thing? To not... And have never, ever had an argument with a friend? I think when we both went to university, it really hit us like a truck. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think... I don't know, maybe it's... I don't but know. what would you Yeah, argue what about? would you argue about? I mean, I guess there's no boys really involved. Um, but, like... That might be a factor. I feel like most people yeah. argue when the men are involved. Or yeah. the other around men would anyway ever argue if a woman was involved. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot. Same. Like, <laughs> I do not see... Like, you know when people ask you, oh, how was your girl's school experience? Yeah. And all that? It's like, I didn't really witness anything, like, major. Yeah. I only witnessed it when I came to uni. And what was the difference? Men were involved. <laughs> That's true, you know. I, I agree. Mm. I feel like not only men, but I think... Uh, it's the same thing that I was saying. I think, at uni at least, from what I've seen is... It's girls seeking validation mm. from guys or guys wanting validation from girls. girls. Mm. And, uh, you know, at some point that causes some co- sort of conflict. Mm. But other than that, I don't know. I don't think we've ever argued. Yeah. I don't think the three of us have ever argued okay, about really? Yeah, I feel like if we were ever, like, I don't know, upset with each other or something, you just give it a day to blow over. Yeah. And you're back at school and you see each other anyway. Yeah. Like, there were definitely people I didn't like at school, but like, <laughs> that was my classroom. Yeah, same. Like, I'm sure there were people that we didn't get along yeah. with, but I don't think we pulled out a fight because. Yeah, what are you gonna What is that about? gonna do, mm. to be fair? You know, back to what you were yeah. saying about like intense friendships. Yeah. I do remember, like, in, yeah, in secondary school, just. It was weird, just some somehow for no reason you would just have these, like for short periods of time you would just have such infatuation almost. Yeah. With someone and you would just want them to be your best friend. Yes. And I don't, and you would almost fantasise about it. Yeah. I don't know why, I don't know if that's an all-girls thing. I think it, oh my god, no, it's an all-girls thing. It is? I, 100% I think it is. I think we were, I don't think we grew up normally, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> Honestly, like, I've thought about this for years. I think because we didn't have boys, yeah. right, or, like, any male kind of normal interaction, yeah. I feel like we would form these weird pseudo-relationships with people. Fairs, but I always felt like, I don't know, maybe it just continued, like, you're not really part of it, but you are a part of it. What do you mean? Like, because... Our friendship group was like so weird, like people just come and leave and whatever. Yeah. So it never really felt like, are we in a friendship group? Are we not in a friendship oh, group? Like, you know, like that feeling yeah. of an outsider, yeah. but like, yeah. or like outside in that feeling that never went. Like, I still like questioned mm. that when I was at uni and stuff yeah. like that. Like, am I really part of the group or really? am I just there because it's an. It's convenient. Convenience. Yeah. I feel like a lot of our group were in school was convenient. Yeah, really I think, no, Loki at university, I think um, I, my friendship with my old housemate was, it felt very much like, it had very like relationship undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it's not just me saying it, it's more to other people pointing it out that made me realise it. It's always like that. Yeah, and it was very much like why... Because it would be like she'd be getting jealous if I was talking to a guy. Oh, right, yeah, and then she'd be getting... Yeah, or like overly possessive or like... Why am I choosing to spend time with... Do you know the guy I was seeing in 30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I choosing to spend time with him over her? Uh, and like, no, but friendships like that can become like very possessive if you're spending the same time. That's why it's never good to have a best friend. Yeah. I think best friends are toxic. Oh. Damn. No, but, but it's true. Like, you depend your entire yeah. life onto one person, right? And Only they, one person. And they... And if they... if. Something happens between the two of you. It's a breakup. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not even like okay, yes. like yeah, like the friendship yeah. is off or whatever. We've gone. We're not close anymore. We're mm. distant now. Whatever. It's always good to have a group of friends. Yeah. Never best friends. I agree. Cause like, best friends are just like because you depend too much on each other. Yeah. It's almost like a relationship where you like you're supposed to have that. You have this trust. You have this codependence. Yeah. You have this urge to share everything yeah. you want with that one person mm. and if something fucks up between the two of you you're done you're done like yeah. that's it when are you you're ever going to talk to them again mm. yeah. and they have stuff on you that you never told anyone else yeah <laughs> and then no. you have it on each other yeah. for the rest of your life so like yeah. best friends shouldn't exist <laughs> i think it's like i don't know i feel like you can have a best friend but i think it's like reducing the expectations it's mm. not like we're in school anymore, you know? Mm. Like, you can... You're right, you can't tell them... Or, like, you can tell them everything, but, like... You know, I think as you grow up, you realise that things aren't permanent. Yeah. You know, things yes. don't last forever. And that's... Exactly. Yeah. I think that's something I'm really struggling with right now. But I will come to terms with eventually. That's why, like, if you have a best friend, it should just be your partner. Because that... Okay, you, no, you're never that's, sure. But, but at the end of it, if it doesn't end, it's a breakup. You're never going to talk to each other Yeah. Again. So it's more permanent. It's, yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be, might not be, whatever yeah. it is. But it's that one relationship where you can think of like, okay, I can put all yeah. my burden onto this person. They can put it on me and it's like a mutual thing. Yeah, yeah, I to agree. To burden yourself on your friends, even if, even if they are your best friend, it's not right. Not, you're not attached by the hip and you're not going to yeah. spend the rest of your life together yeah. or it's not like you're going to be in the same home together yeah. or you're going to live a, like you know you're going to grow your kids together yeah. or whatever like grow your kids yeah. <laughs> like a plant <laughs> like a plant <laughs> it's not going to happen that way so why burden yourself yeah. with only one person and like most people that go through like really bad friendship breakups is because they put, put too yeah. much trust too much expectation and too much like yeah. too much of yourself in a person yeah. that you don't know how they're going to turn out to be. Is it betting Nasty. on one person? Why? When you can bet on like five. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I fully agree with you with the uh, partner thing as well. Like, realistically, as we grow up, you know, this is someone that you can actually plan your life with. You can plan your future with. They're the person that, you know, you have a sense of permanence. That you don't really get with anyone else. Which is sad, but it's just it's the reality true. of life. It's just, it? you can't, yeah. like... You can't. Most of the time, if you have your own, like, was we talking about, like, inner turmoils and stuff? Yeah. There's a reason why there's, like, you know, you don't talk about your inner turmoils to everyone. Yeah. You don't share every aspect of your life to everyone. Because even though they're there for you and they should be there for you and, you know, friends like that should exist, it shouldn't just be one person. Mm. If there's too like, much pressure. Yeah, too exactly. Much pressure. Like, you have to yeah. deal with their, like, inner turmoils. And imagine, like, you're not going through the same thing. Yeah. Or you're in a happier side of life or happier stage of life. And 
you would feel like you can't discuss that with them yeah. if they're going through a rough exactly. time. Yeah. Right? Like, you're going to think, oh, no, it's all about them. Like, it's about yeah. them. I have to be there for them. But if it's not in a state of, like, a relationship or, like, mm. um, you're not sharing a home together or whatever it is, then it's a lot of pressure for yeah. that other person to, like, fulfill your expectations yeah and if they're like down by it then that's it like your friendship is down the bin exactly so many yeah. years you spend with one person and if that's not gonna last forever or whatever it is in that sense like what is it for then yeah. so much investment and in time into one person yeah damn wow yeah on that note <laughs> thank you both for joining thank the you. podcast today thank you i hope you enjoyed yourself i did yeah this was fun yeah <laughs> hopefully the audience will like us so much we'll come back exactly <laughs> i'm free all the time 